0: Okay. Good morning, everybody. Today's DAF is Nazir DAF Lama Tess. We left off at the Mishnah on DAF Lama Tess. I mean, of today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Lili Nishmas' mother, Shalom. It's also sponsored by Daniel Conor in honor of his grandfather's yard site, Manny Middleman, who is a Holocaust survivor, Pinchas Elimelech Ben Yaakov Shmuel, whose yard site is tomorrow, Neshama Sheven Aliyah, and I apologize if I mispronounced Daniel's last name, but uh, that's how I'm uh, reading it. Uh, so uh, we thank both sponsors very, very much for the uh, for the sponsorship. Uh, what we're going to discuss today is the following. The Mishnah is going to talk about if a nazir removed hair at some point, either willingly, he uh, gets himself a haircut or forcefully some uh, listim or someone attack him and they uh, and they cut his hair. What does that do for his Nazirus? The Gemara is then going to have an unusual Chakira. Not a Chakira in halacha a Chakira in Metzius. The Gemara is going to discuss how does hair grow? does hair When hair grows, is it that more comes out from the body, that it grows from the root and uh, the end of the hair get, then gets uh, that was always there it gets further away from the body or is it that the hair grows from its ends that the ends grow longer uh, but not that more comes out from the uh, from the body so uh, the Gemara is going to discuss whether hair grows by the ends extending or by more uh, coming from the root and the Gemara is going to have enough enough Camina uh Nazirus in terms of this chakira. it's not just stam pie in the sky is na- there's naf- enough Camina Lagabe Nazirus and the Gemara is going to bring four rayas uh, in terms of how hair grows. Then the Gemara is going to talk about whether the isser for a nazir to remove hair is limited to a razor or does it include any method of hair removal uh, as far as uh, the nazir's limitations and the nazir's isser to remove hair that's going to be toward the end of Amud Baiz. So let's, uh, let's begin at the Mishnah on Amud Aleph. So the first part of the Mishnah just tells us the basic uh, din that a nazir whose hair gets cut within the naziris and then it, uh, that since his Nazirus has to be at least 30 days, he's going to have to wait 30 days from the Giluach until he could uh, conclude his Nazirus. So, stop Nazirus Shloshim Yom. But the, the, the basis for everything is that if a person is Makabal Nazirus and he doesn't say how long he's being Makabal Nazirus for, we assume it's Shloshim Yom, that Nazirus is no less than 30 days. That it can't be that it's ever going to be less than 30 days. The uh, the Kleyukar writes in uh, Parshas Naso when he describes. Nazirus, he explains the Indian of Nazirus is that a person is Poresh from certain things, from Yayin, and he says, the idea is if the guy is an alcoholic, if the guy has uh, is drinking way too much, he's not living a healthy lifestyle in terms of his ruchnius, that it does not mean that he's supposed to be a Nazar for 30 days, he should be a kadosh and a parush for 30 days and then when 30 days are over he should go right back to how he always lived his life. Dim Kain, what was the point of that zikus? What did it do? If it doesn't leave a lasting impact. Ela hakavana she yargilas hatsmo maat maat ki kolis aschalis kashlos ube lamid yom havi chazaka she shuvlo lo to acher the idea is to uh, accustom himself to not being reliant on wine. So he'll go 30 days without uh, drinking wine and then going forward, he'll live a more normal lifestyle. He'll live a more uh, healthy and uh, spiritual lifestyle. It just takes 30 days to break habits. So what's going on with Nazimus is like how the Rambam describes that if a person feels himself pulled too much in one direction, even though what we strive for is the golden mean, is the shvilazav he should pull himself back in the other direction in order to even out over time so it takes 30 days for such a uh, for such habits to, uh, to to to, uh, to to break and for a person to sort of reorient himself and have a uh, and, and 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 live properly. Um, the, uh, the the in, in, in the Pinane Alachah section of the Masechtov here they quote from the Tzetel Katan of the Noam Elie Melech that uh, that who writes that a person is not nivra is only created to be meshaber sateva. So therefore a person should be mizaris himself to break his Midos, specifically b'shnas Ches, as a uh, uh, as an older teenager like an 18 year old he says someone who's born with the Teva of akshanus should be mem yom ritzufim to do dafka the, hap- the opposite and someone who's uh, who's lazy should be marking himself for 40 straight days to, with excessive zrizos because it takes 40 days to break the Teva which is a little bit uh, different than what the Kleyakar the klayakar saying it takes 30 days to break the Teva and that's why Stam Nazirus is, uh, is 30 days but the basic idea that one goes to an extreme in order to, uh, in order to break their habits, that certainly is uh, is true so uh, so stop the zero so certainly the has to be a minimum of thirty days, and therefore we assume it typically is thirty days. so based on that, we have the following did:hu Gilchu, Listim, Ibn Nazir cuts his hair during his Nazirus. Or Listim shave his head, so so sir, it's uh, Shloshim Yom. It's so sir from the days of the Nazirus that he counted up until this point, and therefore he has to count 30 days in order that at the conclusion of the Nazirus, where he's going to have to be Megaleah Chiseyar, he'll have uh, a 30 days of hair growth. Because the tonight, in the key of mitzvah, of tiglachas at the end of the Nazirus, is that uh, it can only be fulfilled when, uh, when, when there's 30 days of growth. So uh, it has to be enough growth that that equals the minimum amount of nazirus, the minimum amount of time that a person could be in nazir. So he's going to need 30 days of growth in order to do the teglacha. So he's now going to need to wait 30 days in order to in order to do his tiglachas, That's how Tosos and the rush learned our, uh, our Mishnah. Um, the idea that you need to wait 30 days, though what, what's behind it is a little bit of a Machlokas Rishonim. The Sheet of Tosos and the rush is that it's not that it's Sosar Shloshim Yom of the Naziros, that uh, like someone who becomes Tame during the Naziros, where uh, we said that it's so the entire Naziros, it's that you need to be in Nazir for 30 more days in order to have the Mitzios of hair that grows 30 more days so that the shear of, the, of uh, the, the length of the hair will equal the amount of uh, days of growth of the minimum shear Nazirus, so that he could be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Teglachas at the end of the, the Nazirus. Um, and the, the Gemara is going to explain that that's talking about someone who didn't have any hair left at the time of the Kabbalist Nazirus. But if he had a little bit of hair at the time that, uh, that, that was there, Bashas Kabbalist Nazirus, then he won't have to, he won't need to wait the 30 days. And according to that, though, the the Lashon of the Mishnah needs a little bit of explanation because the idea of Sosa, the Lashon of Sosa Shloshim Yom implies that he has to add 30 days onto the Nazirus that he's before. It's not really true because he only has to add the number of days that are missing for the Hashlamah Shloshim Yom until the end of the Nazirus. meaning for example if Listemar Galeachim on day 20 of his Nazirus, so he's got to count another uh, 10 days that remain from the Nazirus anyway that would have been there and then you add Twenty more days on top of that at the end, so he's only really adding twenty extra days. So that's not shloshim yom if he's makabel in the nazirus of let's say more than thirty days. And at the time that the, the listim or megaleach him, he still has more than thirty days left to his nazirus. Well, it's not soser anything. Then he's fully on schedule. It's not gonna, if the whole issue is just that at the end of the nazirus, he needs to make sure that what he's being megaleach is thirty days of growth, but it's not really soser anything. So that's how the halacha should turn out. So when the mission says "so sir," um, it, uh, until he has a, a, a gidel seir of shim yom, it's so shloshim yom. It means he's so, it's so sir until he can make sure that he has a gidel sayer of uh, shloshim yom. That's how Tosvos and the Rush explains uh, the right uh, the, 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 That's what the Rush writes in Tosos', in Tosos second, second explanation. In Tosos' first explanation, says that the Mishnah might be talking about if they were him on the last day of his Nazirus. So then it's Taka Sosos Shoshim Yom from the Nazirus. He's going to have to count 30 more days in order to do the Giluach. But uh, whether you make the Yukimta in the Mishnah or you say that the phrase Sosos Shoshim Yom doesn't really mean that it's Sosos Shoshim Yom, it just means that he's going to have to make sure that he has 30 days of growth, but that, that's how the Rush and Tosos understand the halacha that is being taught in this Mishnah. The Rambam, in the 6th Paragraph of Naziris and in the Piyushah Mishnahist, says that any time that Nazir uh, is in order for him to be uh, to, to count as Naziris. And it doesn't make a difference how much time is remaining in the Hashlama uh, for, for the completion of his, of his Naziris, meaning if a person was for 100 days and 20 days into it. They were him, so he's got to wait 30 days until his hair grows, and then after 30 days, he counts the remaining 80 days of the Nazirus. And during those 30 days of his delay, waiting to be able to restart the clock on his Nazirus, he has to observe all the halachos of Nazirus during that time as well. So the Rav understands vastly differently than Tosa and the Rush that Ataka is so that there's a 30 day time period that he's sort of frozen, that he's got to continue to observe Naziris, but it doesn't keep the clock going on his cheshbon of his, uh, of his Naziris. But we're going to learn like the Tosas uh, and the Rasha, it doesn't really mean that it's so sad, the entire Naziris. It just means that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Giluach, at the end, you need to have Shloshim Yom. So the uh, Shloshim Yom of growth. So now the Mishnah says, if a does the Bain Bain whether he uses scissors or whether he uses a razor, or whether he pulls out the hair with his hand, so he's pulling out with the roots kol shuhu chayev. even if he uh, pulls out kolshu one hair, in that way he's chayev malchus because he violated the losase in the Torah of tar ta'ar yavar al rosho. And the b'risa is going to explain how I know that that's true. Even if he doesn't use a tar, after all, the pasuk says tar yavar al rosho. So how do I know that if he yanks out a hair with his hand, that that's going to be a violation of the losase midar raisa but that's only if he does it which means that he cuts the hair um, uh, the, 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 from very, very close to the scalp, very close to the skin. That's what Tulsus explains on Ahmed Beis. The rabban writes that the shear of kein is that he doesn't need leave enough hair that is it's kidei lach of ikaro. that he doesn't leave hair that's long enough. He close he cuts it close enough that the hair remaining is not long enough to bend over the uh, tip of the hair over to the uh, to the root of the uh, of the hair. But if a nazir uh, cuts even a single hair, he's going to be chayiv malchus. Okay, so now the gemara discusses uh, how does hair grow exactly? Iba yilahu. Hi mazia when uh, hair grows. Does Does it grow from the bottom, from the root, omila or does it grow from the top, from the edge of the hair? According to the first side, the uh, that it comes from the uh, place where it's attached to the body, from the uh, from the root. Uh, so uh, that which is attached right now to the to the body is going. That that which is there right now, as time goes, will just move itself further away from the body. According to the second side, whatever is close to the body right now will stay close to the body. Body, but new length, the the, the length will just uh, extend from the end of the hair, and it's just going to grow out. It is interesting that we describe mila el, meaning that from the top, being from the edge of the hair, right? Because hair typically flops down, right? So if uh, uh, you know, very often the root is actually the top and it uh, you know, and it comes uh, down from there. But that's typically the way we describe things. Makum Chiburam is normally the place that we describe as the bottom, meaning even if you let's say you have a, uh, you know, how do you hold a lulav, right? So so the lulav, the bottom, is the part that's attached to the tree. The top is the part that's further away from the tree. Even though uh, on a palm tree it's hanging down right so it doesn't it doesn't uh, that's that's typically just the way we describe things is that that which is uh, that that which is connected we describe as the uh, as the bottom and that which is not connected we describe as the uh, as the top however the rush rights that uh, that the reason it's called the top of the hair is because when the hair is very short, it sticks up; it doesn't flop over. I don't think you need to say that. I'm not sure why he felt why the rush felt the need to say that. Meaning, lechori, even if it's long, that's the way we typically describe top and bottom of something. But anyway, this is the gemara's chakira. How exactly does hair grow? Does it grow from the bottom or does it grow from the top? So it says my What's the chilik ladina in such a self? L'nazir should gilchu who listim that if you have a Nazir, that Listim were Megaleachim. The Red Vaz points out in is it's dafka. if, uh, if Listim were Megaleachim, if he was Megaleachim himself, or if another Jew was Megaleachim, it only says Listim, because it's not so common for a Jew to do this and violate the Isra of Giluach, of a Nazir. So we'd rather if we're going to give an example, we'd rather say that this was done al Kurho because he wouldn't want to violate an Isra. But the point is, it's about a Nazir who gets a haircut, um, and he, uh, they, they were not Megaleach's hair, all the way until the root. So they the, they left him with the length of hair that's long enough that you could uh, you could you could bend over the edge of the hair to touch the uh, the root of the hair. So if you are going to say that hair grows from its root from the place where it's attached to the gulf so uh, so then uh, the the nazirus uh, then the hairs of the nazirus the, the hairs that were there. When uh, when he was makabel in the Naziris, the listim took had, had had removed from him because he was makabel in the Naziris. He observed the zirus a little bit, and then they gave him a haircut. So the part that they cut is the part that uh, that that uh, if it grew from, if it grows out from the uh, from the root, the part that they cut was the part that was there when he was makabel in the Naziris. Um The part that was uh, that was there when he was makabel in the Naziris has now distanced itself distanced itself from the goof. New hair came in from the uh, from the root, and since the listim were mekaleach, the, the tips of his hair, it turns out that they took from him the hair that he had at the time of his kabbalist nazirus, and that hair had kedushas nazirus chal on it, because when he was mekabal nazirus, that was the hair that, was, uh, that, that had existed at the time. So all he's left with is the new hair that grew after he was mekabal the nazirus. And since uh, that's the case, it's still going to require a, a steer of shloshim yom, like the din in our Mishnah. But if you're going to say that the hair grows from the top, that it goes and it lengthens itself, but the part that's attached to the body remains in place, so then the bottom part of the hair that he had at the time that he was with Kabbalah and that Kedushas Nazirah was chal on, it's still there. So since he has a sheer chash of Kedilach H'frosho Karo, he has a reasonable amount of hair, and it's that very same hair that he had at the time of the Kabbalah Nazirah, he could be mekayim in the midst of Teglachos with that hair and it's not going to need to be so the Naziros. that's the way the Rishonim explained intuitively I would have thought the opposite right? I would have thought the hair that grows during the Naziros is what's most important that he be megaleach, and that would require but that's not what the Gemara is saying the Gemara seems to be saying the way Mirov Rishonim understand is that uh, that whatever hair was there when he was mekabel the Naziros, that's the key hair that he needs in order to fulfill the Mitzvah of giluach, and therefore he's not going to the steer of Shloshim Yom in order to uh, fulfill the mitzvah of Giluch, as long as that hair still remains. But if they remove that hair from him and uh, all he's left with is this new hair that had grown during the Nazirus, then it will be so, so the Nazirus is going to have to wait another 30 days. So the Gemara wants to know, okay, mitzius, what's, uh, what's the answer? How does hair grow? So the is going to have four rayas. Raya number one, Toshimah, Meha in bachaya. Can bring a raya from a particular type of a louse that people find on their heads? that uh, it's it's constantly standing at ikva divinta at the, uh, the the part of the hair that's closest to the scalp and, and if you're going to assume that the hair grows from the scalp as the hair grows out that louse should ultimately just move further away from the person's body because uh, he attaches himself to a part of the hair and if the hair grows out from the root the louse should over time move it Itself further away from the body, so it says the Olam Really, Milatachas Really, it grows from the uh, from the root. That because of its chius, because of its alive, it's it's alive. It always is pushing to get to the place where it uh, gains its sustenance, which is at the roots of the hair. So it keeps climbing back up. So uh, as the hair grows out, it climbs itself further toward the uh, toward the root of the hair, and it does that. The rush explains because its kium comes from the zeya, from a person's sweat that's right next to the scalp. So the, this uh, this louse wants to get as close to the scalp as possible. So he's constantly he's constantly on the uh, on, on, on on the move. That's how uh, that's how how the how the, uh, the gemara is assuming uh, that it could be that the hair grows from the root, but the louse is always. Going Going to uh, going to be back in its original location now. In Shulchan the, the Mechaber Paskins in Arachaim Sim Shinta Zayin that you're allowed to kill a kina on Shabbos. And Mishmur explains because uh, all melachts of Shabbos are derived from the Mishkan. Daf right? That's uh, these parshiyos and uh, killing Balechaim is derived from the shechita of the Ayalam Adamim that were in the Mishkan for the that they would use for their skins. And uh, so just like the the these Ayalim were are parim verav. Them, the only things you're, that you're not allowed to kill on Shabbos are things that are paravarava, are things that, uh, that reproduce. As opposed to a kina, uh, louse does not come from a zacher and a keva. It comes from zaya. It spontaneously generates from, uh, from, from, uh, uh, from, from conditions that are uh, not so uh, sanitary. And if a person is schwitzing a lot, that's where lice are going to come from. And therefore, it's mutter to kill a louse. So the post can discuss, okay, now what about nowadays where we know better, right? Meaning we know that that's not where they actually come from. So uh, now are we allowed to kill lice? Meaning, can you take the heads of the Shulchan Aruch and say, well, apparently they believed in the times of the Gemara, they believed. That lice uh, were spontaneously generated. Okay, we have microscopes now, and we have uh, therefore a better understanding of uh, that. There is an egg, and that. It, okay, so we know we know better how it how it works. So, may, but we're still allowed to take that heter, or is it no? You are not allowed to kill anything that's part of a rava. So there are a few different mahalchim uh, in this uh, in this uh, in, in this, uh, in, this uh, in this sugya. The marsham in das torah brings a raya from what it says in our gemara. Tashma meha in chaya. That the Gemara brings and the tells and to say that an inva is Beit Sekinim. So, uh, so he says you see that even Beit Sekinim have chiyus um, and, uh, and and uh, but then he's, he rejects the raya because the Gemara in Maseches says that there's a min of kinim that are called Beit Sekinim. So it could be that when our Gemara says inva, it doesn't mean. All beitzekinim. Uh, it means only that type of uh, of kina that's called beitzekinim, and only that has actual chiyus. But the spontaneously generated kind don't have actual chiyos. So the our gabar is, is used almost as a raya in this, uh, this discussion. So basically a number of different approaches. The pachad yitzchak, not Rav the Sfardi pachad yitzchak, the encyclopedia, writes that he loved the mistafina. He says, if enough for, that I were afraid, uh, I would suggest that in the zman, uh, the pizmanenu where uh, people know, where we have a greater uh, knowledge, and we know that uh, Balchai uh, comes from Beitzim, and we could prove it with raios beruros, so, Shomer Navsha Vlo Yarug, Lo Vlo Kina. A person cannot, uh, uh, cannot, cannot take a, such a risk. You're not allowed to kill such, a, such an animal because we know that it, in fact, is part of Rava. In Michtav Melio, he was also asked about this, and he said that the din never changes. He says, the Khal the Chazal, or Kovear things based on what people are able to perceive in normal circumstances without any fancy equipment. So, since Beit Sekinim, are so, so tiny, to the point that it doesn't look like they come from uh, male and female, so that's, halachically, they're viewed that way even though the mitzios is not that way. And therefore, you're still ladakil despite the fact that we know that the mitzios is different, because the halacha is nikva based on the way we perceive things, not based on the way they actually are. It's like the ribuah of tefillin. What, how sophisticated does your machinery have to be to measure that it's an exact square, that it's not off by a uh, you know a, a millimeter or whatever in one direction or the other you look at it and if it looks like it's a square it's a square if it doesn't look like it's a square then it's not a square it's, it's not based on the mitzius that'd be exact that it be it's based on uh, the way we're able to uh, to to uh, to interpret things and the uh, third approach is that, that of Yashiv, what it uh, was that in the time of chazal they had kinam that were not part of rava. nowadays our kinam are part of a rava. if you're able to find the chazal type of kina, then you'd be allowed to kill it but now we have kingdom that are part of other so merely you're not allowed to kill it but anyway it's just interesting that this gemara comes up as a raya in that discussion so now the gemara brings a second raya tashma in de, de binta a second raya. You see that a kina dies, and when it's dead, you'll find it at the tip of the hair, uh, further from the body. But V'isal T'daytoch El Rabbi, if you hold that the way hair grows is that the tip of the hair grows out longer, Debinta So then it should always remain clo- as close to the body as it was. Meaning, if it starts out very close to the body, and the hair only grows from its ends and not from the roots, it should always stay close to the body. So it says no, a kina that's dead doesn't have any kolach it. It's a shrig of ozil. It just slips down the uh, length of the hair. So just like the live kina is climbing, we could say it's climbing back up toward the roots. The dead kina could be sliding down uh, further away. So we can't bring a raya based on where you find a kina, whether it be alive or dead. Um, raya number three. Tashma mi belowris to There was a Beloris, uh, which is uh, the, the kushim used to grow their hairs. They would uh, they would shave their entire head, except they would leave a little bit of hair growing forever. And then that little bit of hair, uh, they never touched. And they would braid it in order that it shouldn't be unwieldy or whatever. So they would braid it and tie a knot uh, at the end. So the bossa, the after they, uh, they, they they braid it, uh, so and some time goes, rafiyo the braid starts to loosen, but not at the end, uh, closer to the head, the braid starts to loosen. Why does it loosen close to the head, it must be because that 's where the hair is growing from, not from the end, so says no Nami. even by the belowtus, we can suggest that maybe the hair really does grow from the end, and that which it gets loosened. Close to the head is he the that uh, since the it's, it's, it gets uh, pressed on uh, when a person lies his head down on the pillow and uh, it, gets, uh, it gets it gets gets mushed so the uh, the, 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 uh, the tightness of the of the uh, of the braid moves down toward the end and uh, and it loosens toward the uh, roots of the hair but that 's from outside pressure that 's from it being manipulated by other things touching it it 's not. A result of the uh, of the way the hair actually of the way the hair actually grows uh, the Taurus Nazir points out we could still bring a raya that it's uh, that, it, that it grows milamata because you see that it doesn't grow out meaning when they put when you make a braid you have to have something at the end to hold it tight right so the growth doesn't come outside of that, you know, ponytail holder at the end. The growth all comes from within the braid, from from, uh, from closer to, to the head. It doesn't come from the Rosh So he says, yeah, but the Gemara could have said something similar. That when, uh, but that could also be from outside uh, pressure. That it could be that the ponytail holder moves further down on the, uh, you know, or further up, I guess you would say, on the uh, on the braid because uh, when, when he goes to sleep at night or something like that. I mean, the point is the braid could be manipulated. So you can't tell anything from the way Way the hair seems to be growing within that braid so says let's bring a raya number four tashma Miscarta that if a person uh, t- if a person uh, um, um, uh, 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 dies an animal's hair red uh, and and it causes when you put some dye on the hair of an animal it causes it to uh, to cluster and to uh, stick together um, so to rafi amra that uh, that after some time the wool that grows from that animal will loosen but it loosens at the bottom meaning the edges are still gonna are still gonna be painted and still gonna be uh, sort of like glue Together and where it's uh, loose is at the bottom, and the reason must be because it's growing from closer to the body and not growing from further away from the body. Vitanya and uh, the we have a Brysa tells us that, uh, that this act of, uh, of dyeing the hair of an animal appears in Maseches Bechoros, the Gabe Behema, because the way you do Meister Behema is you put all the new animals in a pen and you open the door a little bit and you let them come out one by one, and every tenth animal you mark with a red marker. As Meiser Behema, so you have a brysa that says uh, that says that that's what uh, that's what they would do. The Mefarish uh, it quotes this, uh, the Vitanya and he explains that the Gemara's uh, the Gumara's intention is that up until now all of our Raya's were from Etzias, so now we're bringing a Raya from that which is mentioned in a Mishnah or a brysa somewhere. So the he says a Mishnah, so the should have said it's Nan and not Vitanya. The Berks Rosh just wonders why does it help to the, the fact that it's mentioned in the Mishnah? The Raya is not really from the. Din in the Mishnah. The Raya is from the Mitzius. The Raya is from the fact that that's just the way it plays out in in Mitziyas. It's not from the Din in the Mishnah. So he says that the Gears in the Gemara should have been Utenius. He has a different Girs in the Gemara where it's not Vitanya. He says this is a typo in the uh, in the Gemara. We have Vitanya Vesu Savi Savi Dikinun. When 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 and in addition to that, when older people dye the hair of their beards uh, black when their their beards are turning white and they uh, they dye them black, and then Chivron, then they become whitened. Ikve Nimon. The, where do they become whitened? From, where, from the roots, from where they're coming out. Meaning you could dye it black, and then the black is going to get further away from the body, and what comes in new is going to be white. So Shmamina milatachas Ravi. So you see that it comes uh, Militachas. The Rush writes, why are they dyeing their beards black? So they should be near them, that they should look like they're younger. And uh, the, the, the Shulchan in and in and Says, you should just know you're not allowed to do that because it says, simlas isha, and therefore, a man is not supposed to dye his hair because he's not supposed to, uh, because that's considered a feminine thing to do, to dye one's hair, and therefore, it's a violation of. Simlas isha. So, the post can discuss okay, but what if a person goes prematurely gray? What if you have, uh, every once in a while, well, you have a teenager or something that uh, his hair turns white and he's very embarrassed by it? Or uh, so, is that going to be a violation of. Similar to Isha, or if a person is not Dafka, a teenager, he just looks older than he is, and it's cost, costing him opportunities in Parnasa. So is he able to uh, to dye his hair? So uh, there the, are those that are Matir, those that are only Matir, De Nachri, and those that are Matir only with uh, with Seva Edom, but not with Seva Shachar, only with red, and not with. Black and uh, there are those that are that are even uh, machmir. So, uh, but the pashtos is that it should be mutter, right? Meaning, if the whole issue is that uh, that it's considered a feminine thing, but a man wouldn't do such a thing. Well, a man would do such a thing. Uh, it's a considered a feminine thing to make yourself look younger than you are. Men typically, you know, are uh, em- embrace uh, aging as uh, well. Back when men were men, you know, they, they would embrace uh, aging uh, as it, as it happened, and they wouldn't try to uh, to fight the idea that as you get older you look a little older it was, uh, women were more likely to uh, to fight that idea as much as they can and to try to make themselves lo- look, uh, lo- look younger but it's, it's also interesting just that we feel like we need to bring a price over here uh, you know the way the Mepharsh understands that we're not we're not satisfied bringing from a uh, from a Svara um, the, uh, the the Chidar writes in one of his Svarim that whenever you bring a Raya to anything you should never just uh, rely on Svara you should always find a Gemara or Postgum you should always find a yeah, that's typically true, but uh, you know, but when we're dealing with a question of mitzias, and we're not dealing with a question in halacha, it's a mitzias that, that that affects the halacha. But it's still, I mean, ultimately, it's a question of mitzias. It's a little bit funny that we would feel that there's a need to bring a raya from a brisa from a mishnah bechoros or whatever, as opposed to just the mitzias like we're bringing at the end with the hair growth. But bottom line is, Shemamina. at the end of the day, we do come to a conclusion that the hair grows from its roots. It doesn't grow from the length of the hair just going further out from the, uh, from the body. So the um, Gemara asks on this uh, maskana, but wait a second. Mm-hmm. We have a b'risa. If a uh, nazir is shaved by listim, and they leave with him, they don't give him a full haircut where they shave his head, they leave him with enough hair ain't so sad. it's not he's not going to have to spend another 30 days because because the hair that he was left with was the hair that he started with and that's the hair that kedushas nizirus was chal on so that's good enough he could be yodzeh in the midst of giluach with that hair but but if you hold that the hair grows out from the bottom so this start then the hair that he was left with was not the hair that he started with if it grows out from the bottom then the hair that he's left with is brand new hair that grew in during his nazirus so it should be so sir, he should need another 30 days of growth in order to fulfill the mitzvah of giluach Now so the case is that they were him on the 30 day, 30th day of his nazirus before he got an opportunity to fulfill the mitzvahs that potter him from nazirus meaning before he was able to do his giluach and is bringing off karbanos um money, and who is the author of this price who's the one that says that if you're megaleach after the melos you nazirus, that it's no longer going to be so sad shloshim yom meaning when this price says that if listim were megaleachim and they leave him with enough hair because they it's not going to be so sad it's not because the price is assuming that the hair that uh that, that um that he was left with is the hair that he started with. No, the hair that he left with is hair from his uh, Nazirus. It's just that when it happens on day 30, when it happens at the end of the Nazirus, it's not going to be Sosar. That's Rabbi Eliezer. That's the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. Da'amar kol Los shiva Sosar. Rabbi Eliezer held back on Daftas Zion that any Nazir that becomes Tameh to a mace after his Nazirus is ready over is ready over doesn't need to... Uh, it's not sir. the entire Nazirus like a Nazir who becomes Tameh during the Nazirus he just needs to wait seven days and according to that sheet of Rabbi Eliezer similarly a Nazir who's Megaleach his hair after the nazirus is already over is not going to need to wait another 30 days seven days he's going to be able to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of uh, Giluach and that's if they don't leave him with any hair at all but if they leave him with enough hair that's Kedei Lach of Roshul Iikaro he doesn't need to even wait the seven days he could do it right away so just like Rabbi Eliezer holds when it comes to Tumah that Tumah La'ach Armelos is only going to cost you seven days because you You just need to wait the amount of time it takes to become tall... So, so too, when it comes to a haircut, that you only need to wait the amount of time it takes to, to have enough hair. Uh, and if you and if they left you with enough hair, you don't have to wait at all. So then you're good. Then you can uh, go ahead with the process right away. My time at the Rabbi Eliezer. Why does Rabbi Eliezer hold that if a person is in the after the, the, the conclusion of his Nizirus, he only needs to wait seven days to do the Mitzvah of Giluach? Shouldn't he have to wait 30 days? The amount of time of Nizirus to be Mekayim in the Mitzvah of Giluach? On his hair, so the Gemara explains. teglachas tara, We learned the din of teglachas tara of a stirus nizirus without any any form of tumah, meaning a stirus that came only through giluach, where Enlistim just attacked him when we but he had not been become tame from a stirus that comes about through tumah. Ma teglachas tuma. just like when the nizirus has been nistar through tumah, the din is that if he becomes tame after the melos, he only has to wait shiva. He only has to wait seven days and then he can bring his karbados and he can conclude his nazirus So after glachas tara, so too someone whose nazirus was nistar through a kiluach and not through tuma so if that happens on the last day on day 30 shiva he only needs to wait seven days no less no more because we learned the stira that comes al yadei glachas from the stira that comes al and if, uh, if but that's only if they uh, shaved his head entirely all the way down to the root and they mamish both called at him and the rabbinan, uh knew that that the the amount of uh, time that it takes the hair to grow long enough to get to the length of is seven days so since the Torah requires you to wait seven days when your hair is totally shaven you understand what the Torah wants is that you should have if you already have because they didn't totally shave you they gave you whatever, a number two haircut or something like that, where you're left with, So you don't have to wait anything. And it's not so, sir, anything. Okay. Then the Mishnah went on to say, bein b'tar bein shesif sif kol So uh, whatever instrument he used, he's going to be chayev for removing hair. He's going to be in violation of that losase. So now we're going to have a machlokas tanoim about the isr of Nazir. Is that true? Is it, is it with any instrument or is it only bitar? Right? Is it only... Uh, with a uh, with a razor, right? The positive says Tarla Yavar al Rosho and then it says Kadoshia Gadol Parasar Rosho. So Tarraban the price it says Tar, it says Tarly Yavaral Rosho and the other tar I would only know that using a razor is problematic. Talash if a person uh, if a person detaches some hair or mirat or he uses some sort of sam some sort of uh, of ointment or something that causes hair removal sif or he pulls it out by his hand uh, kolshu even only kolshu which we assume means even only tells means a single hair even just one hair Minayan, how do I know that if he, that those are, that's also asr? tamid that's why the Passover goes on to say kadoshiya gadal uh, perasa arosha, that, uh, that that Gadel uh, show that it sounds like you 're not allowed to remove it at all. It has to be Megadel Pera and if you 're Megaleach it 's a violation of an assay where you are not Makkam the Mitzvah of Gidel Pera. From Tos, it sounds like that even if it's just a mashahu at the ed- edge of the hair, it's a violation of the, the assay. Um And that's, that's not a, a shear. There's no shear for that. But the Rush says that even the asei, you're only uh, over if you didn't leave Kidei Lach of Lee Karo when you cut the hair. If you cut it so close that you didn't leave Kidei Lach HaFrosho Karo. So that's a uh, machlokas in the Rishonim. As far as the Israf Sar Loyavar Rosho, there are a number of Shitos in uh, how to understand the Shita, divrei Rabbi Yoshia, right? Right. We're, we're going within the shita of Rabbi Yoshi over here. Tosas understands that according to Rabbi Yoshi, you violate the assay whenever you're megaleach somech l'rosho ke'en tar, and you chayv malchus uh, even if you didn't do it Ali de tar mamish, even if you do it, you did it through some uh, other instrument. The rush in his first explanation understands that Rabbi Yoshi holds you don't get malchus at all uh, uh, with anything other than a tar mamish, even with a giluach ke'en tar. It's only a violation of the assay if it's a giluach ke'en tar. So a different sheet when we showed him exactly what Rabbi Yoshia holds, but the bottom line is, he holds that no matter what instrument you use, it's a violation of the halacha. Whether it's only a violation of the assay or even a violation of the assay, it's a violation of the halacha. Rabbi and Omer tar in the other tar. Siv Siv Kolshu, Potter, it's not, you're not violating, you're not a violation of anything. If you use something other than a tar potter, meaning it's not even a violation of an essay. I vaksiv kadoshiya. Why isn't it a violation of anything? What do you do with the end of the pasuk kadoshiya? that just teaches me that if you use a tar, not only did you violate a los you also violated an assay we have another price that says tar in the I would only know that a razor is a violation how do I know with other instruments al Rosho. so loyavar sounds like anything cannot be yavar al Rosho to cut your hair and that's if it's Mi. That you cut the hair really, really short. So that's the low sasei. But once we're going to say that anything is going to be included, that any type of instrument is going to be included, why does the Torah specifically say tar lo rosho? Let it just say lo yavr sa rosho. So the Gemara answers the fishal le lamanu the achrona betar. We would not have learned that the the gabi the of the teglachas at the end of the naziros, that it has has to be dafka with a uh, with a tar. So from that pasuk, we learn that since it says tar, legabe the isr of giluach, during the nazirus, and it's an extra word, so this is the principle called im enoinyin lezeh, teneyoinyin So if tar is not necessary to tell me how one violates the nazirus, It's there to tell me how one concludes the nazirus. that at the conclusion of the nazirus, one needs to use a tar. Tomorrow we'll pick up with the bottom line of Lame Tesem Beis. Everyone have a wonderful Shabbat.